Good afternoon. Welcome to the Channel Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. A market that saw negativity happening within the, the corn complex. So we saw some higher numbers in the beans and the wheat. Uh, just to quickly flip sides, of course, that cattle market maybe caught a few by surprise. That's the feel I've gotten from a few of those posts I read on social media uh, talking amongst producers. And, of course, hogs saw their negativity. We're going to focus on what's going on in this grain complex today. Is joining us is Jeff Peterson. Jeff is with Heartland Farm Partners. And, Jeff, how would you give the best kind of overview of what you see at the markets at this time? Yeah, the market's really trying to get itself positioned where it wants to be. We've got a WASDE report that comes out on Thursday. You know, we had March corn down four. Did have a little bit of strength in soybeans. March soybeans were up three and a quarter cents. And you're right, over on feeder cattle, live cattle, they had a big up day. Did continue to see some weakness over there on soybean meal. And, you know, that's really been weighing on that whole soybean complex. A little bit higher on the soybean oil. And then as you look over to the wheat side, we were you know, a little bit stronger across the board, uh, a little stronger in hard red winter wheat out of Kansas City, a little bit harder on the Chicago wheat uh, than what we ended up having over on the Minneapolis side, Susan. So as you look at the way the dollar has been trading, that index, how much of an impact is it going to have or is it having right now on corn and, and beans? Yeah, it, you know, it, it does. It, the best way I can describe it is it's definitely not the only factor. It can give us a headwind. And what I mean by that, you know, all of the things being equal, it's putting a little bit of pressure um, on any given day in there. Because really, since the end of December, that market, the index has been working us higher. But now what we have to keep in mind, it is an index. So it's a, the strongest weighting really would be against the euro. And so when we start looking at the business that's being done with China or how we're competing with Brazil, then we really got to dig in and see how our individual currency is stacking up against theirs. And, you know, China pretty well keeps theirs pegged to ours. You know, we see it floating back and forth uh, between the, the dollar and real. So, but it, it's giving us a little bit of light pressure right now, Susan. Well, as we look at other factors that are kind of being weighing in on this trade, I mean, everything that's been happening with Brazil and Argentina, I think, I don't think we've not had a conversation, you and I, that has not talked about the weight that this weather and this crop has been having on them. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. And, you know, and, and it's that time of year. If you really kind of think about it, we come out of our harvest and right in amongst that time, you've got Brazil uh, that's just firing up and starting to get planted and Argentina's working their way along. And, you know, that area's definitely having a few concerns. If we kind of dig in and, and say, you know, what's going on down there? You know, you've had some hotter and drier weather in Argentina. Now that Argentine crop got off to a really good start. And now we've had some hotter, drier conditions come in. And that's having an impact. You know, it's probably kept the market from selling off more than what it has been just because there's uncertainty there. Then as you move up to Brazil, you've got some wetter weather in the northern part of Brazil. And that's in an area that they, they really don't want to have the wet weather right now. They're trying to continue to get the harvest off and trying to get that safrina corn planted. But then on the flip side, as you move down to the southern part and the south central part of Brazil, you know, there's some drier weather that's showing up there that could be impacting some of those later planted soybeans and also will come along on that safrina corn crop. But Susan, to dig just a little deeper in that, something we've got to keep in mind is that in Brazil, uh, according to Ag Rural, Brazil is about 16% harvested right now on their soybean side. Matter Grosso has moved along really fast. They're about 39.2% harvested right now but what gets interesting is kind of where that safrina corn crop planting is at so keep in mind right now the safrina corn crop uh, they're showing about 27 percent planted so as soon as basically the combines are harvesting those beans you've got the planters coming right behind and getting that crop in but the thing we have to kind of realize is that that 
crop in Mato Grosso on the bean side, you know, that got pushed along by some warm conditions. And if you think back, remember, we had from September through December, one of the hottest, driest time periods for Brazil that they've had. And as a result, that caused some replanting to happen, also caused some of the beans that, you know, some individuals to wait on the planting of beans. So what that's going to mean in here is that, yes, there's going to be some of this safrina crop that's going to get put in early, but there's going to be some of it's going to get put in maybe a little late. As a general rule, they'd like to have that safrina crop in by February 15th, now, we're not too far away with that, but at the pace we're going right now, that's actually not going to finish up, you know, really the planning until sometime in March. So that's going to start getting them in a little bit uh, a little bit later than they'd like and, and the risk of that. It may not seem like a big deal, but the risk of that is the fact that depends on when that dry season starts in regard to what impact that could end up having on their yield down there, Susan. Well, since you're talking about the yield, what are you thinking or what have you heard that this crop looks like size-wise? And then how does it compare to what we saw last year? Well, yeah, that's that's the interesting part about all this. You know, as, as we dig in and look at that, um, we, we spend a lot of time talking about that size of that Brazilian crop. And, you know, currently you've got USDA, you know, they're sitting there with, that soybean crop uh, coming out of the January was reported at, at a 157. You got a lot of other analysts, though, that are hanging out somewhere down around about 150. And what I'm saying there is that's in million metric tons. And keep in mind, each metric ton is 2,204.623 pounds. Now, last year, that crop was about 160 million metric tons. So, you know, we are looking like we're going to be lower. But something we got to keep in mind, though, is as we think about all of South America, and, and we'll say focus right now on the, on the soybean production, you've got Brazil, you've got Argentina, Paraguay, Uruguay, Bolivia. And when we bring all those together, um, some of the current estimates we're seeing out there would say, well, maybe it's somewhere around about 218 million metric tons. Now, keep in mind, last year, it was about 199 million metric tons. So a lot of the current estimates that are out there by the industry, not USDA, would show that we're still going to end up having a crop that's about 15 to 20 million metric tons higher. Now, on the low side, maybe you know, only 3 or 4 million metric tons higher, but overall, it still looks like it's going to be a little bit bigger crop, even with some problems, Susan. All right, well, stick around, folks. We come back, we're going to take a look at the CONAB. We'll get the kind of the update. And then we've got a listener question that happens to do with the WASDE report that comes out on Thursday. Is this going to be a blip on the radar, or could it be a speed bump? We're going to find out more about what happens with that report. We'll also take a look at what's been taking the turn in the corner of the bean markets. A lot's happening. It's the Channel Final bell on the rural radio network product placement is something we're proud of at the enhanced channel seed brand here's channel seed pro grant bailey from norton kansas you get down to the small areas you know of, of where these products need to be placed and picked and, and i feel like that's been a very strong point of channel is we have a good group of leadership that chooses the right products for the right area not just a broad one size fits all rise to the challenge this season with the enhanced channel seed brand Read and follow pesticide label directions, IRM, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. KRVN. Welcome back once again to the channel Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're continuing our conversation this afternoon with Jeff Peterson. Jeff is with Heartland Farm Partners. We kind of talked about what was going on from a soybean perspective when we uh, left for break. What are your thoughts and what you see for corn? Yeah, so as we take a look at some of the corn numbers, you know, I, I actually think, you know, beans, beans down there, the yields are getting pretty well set. Uh, there is, you know, as you know, I should say, except for on the, the Argentine side, you know, Argentina, 
they they still could impact the, the crop size on that. To give you an example, Susan, right now about 14% of the soybeans are filling pods. So that's why the market's a little concerned about what the weather is in Argentina right now. And then over on the corn side on, on Argentina, um, nationwide, they're about 34% pollinating, about 13% filling grain, 3% matured. Um, overall on the corn side. But what's interesting is that in some of their corn producing areas, that, and then the number I just gave you a moment ago is nationwide, in some of their corn producing areas, they'd be a little further along, about 75% pollinated, 53% filling grain, about 10% matured. But as we walk those numbers out and say, well, what do we think that means for production numbers? You know, currently USDA coming uh, basically out of January report, as we look across Brazil, Argentina, Paraguay, Bolivia, and Uruguay, they would have production at about, you know, about 189.6 million metric tons. Now, some of the current estimates that you actually have out there, you know, as you look at some of the industry talk, would actually have that number somewhere down, back down around about 178 million metric tons. So over on the bean side, it looks like that even with some of our more of our lower estimates, you could end up seeing a little bit of an increase on production over on the on the corn side. Actually, what it could end up being, Susan, is we could actually come in with a little smaller crop. And you know, and if we came in with a smaller crop out of South America, then what that would lend to is potentially down the road we could see. And it may not happen in the 2023 crop year. May actually show up out in the 2024 crop year. You could actually see some some higher export numbers for the U.S. So when do we expect to see, I mean, because those numbers are so important that are given out. So when will CONAB be sending out their next round of information? Yeah, CONAB is very important. You know, CONAB, as you look at it, uh, would, would really, I think of them as kind of similar like what our USDA is. And, you know, this the WASA report that we're having, you know, coming out on Thursday on the 8th, that's pretty early. But what it does look like is we dig in a look when CONAB reports. CONAB will report earlier that morning on the 8th also. So as a result of that, uh, USDA should be factoring in some of the information that they physically get from from CONAB into the, the numbers, Susan. All right, we've got that listener question that is wondering about this WASA report of Thursday. As you look at that information and you guys digest it, is this going to be just another report kind of a quick blip or are we going to see a bit of a speed bump when it comes to the market trade yeah you know that's a great question so as as you know we dig in and look at those the report uh right now so let's just talk about what do we kind of know for and expect for some changes in that so overall we know there won't be any production adjustments on the u.s crop on on acres or yield that's all going to be set so we're all going to come on on the demand side so starting first on corn you know, what it looks like is that based on the pace that we're, we're shipping corn, based on where our export sales are at, it sure looks like we could go ahead and increase exports. You know, could it be 20, 30 million bushels? And there's probably room to do that also over on the ethanol side. You know, there could be a 15, 20 million bushel increase. So as a result, ending stock should come down, probably because we, we haven't seen any adjustment on the, the supply side. We quarterly stock numbers, you know, came out. Back in January, probably won't see any adjustments over on the feed demand side. And then as we move over to the soybeans, as we dig into the soybean side, what it looks like is that there's room for the export number to come down. Could be 35, 40 million bushels. Um, that might be a little on the high side. But then what we think we'll end up seeing is we'll see a similar type adjustment uh, higher on the crush side. So overall, could we see maybe a little bit smaller ending stock number on the beans. So when we wrap that all together, it means the big focus is actually going to be 
on what's going to happen for South American production. And I mentioned a little bit on the CONAP side. I also earlier mentioned a little bit on what all the production numbers are going to be. But let's just talk about where the current trade is at on South American production and then what the the uh, USDA had, had put out last. So over on the corn side, you know, average trade guess, according to Reuters, is 124 million metric tons on corn for Brazil. You know, currently USDA is setting at 127 million. Um, staying on corn over in Argentina, Argentina's, you know, expected to be about 55.5. So they're expecting a slight increase there. USDA came in at about 55 last month. And then over on the bean side, 157 million metric tons is where USDA was in January compared to Brazil's current estimate at 153. Argentina is really pretty much unchanged from where they were. As a result, Susan, I don't think this report's going to do much for us, unfortunately. I'd really like to say that we'd get a bounce out of it, but I don't think it's going to be enough to do that anything with the market, Susan. All right. Lots of great information today. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Jeff? You bet. Give me a call at 402-366-4694. Check us out on the web at heartlandfarmpartners.com, where you can sign up for some of our free daily commentary. Or follow me on X, formerly Twitter, at JeffPeterson01. And, of course, that is today's Channel Final Bell being brought to you by Channel Seed and the Channel Seed Professional right here on the Rural Radio Network.